This is BT Techno, a regular podcast series for financial advisors wanting to remain at the forefront of strategy, regulatory and industry news. Hello and welcome to today's BT Techno podcast. My name is Brian Ashenden and I have the pleasure of leading the BT Technical Services team, a team of experts available to answer any advice, technical queries you may have about strategies for your clients. In this week's podcast, we will explore the impact on the self-managed superannuation fund marketplace of the recently introduced Director Identification Number, or DIN, requirements for all directors of a company. Now, with a corporate trustee being the preferred structure for SMSFs, the new DIN requirements will impose additional steps in the setup or establishment process. However, that could just be the easiest bit with greater considerations perhaps applying when a member dies or is replaced as trustee for a variety of reasons. To discuss these issues and the steps required for a director to obtain a DIN, this week I will hand over the microphone to Neil Sparks, one of BT's renowned SMSF experts. Neil, over to you. Well, thanks, Brian. By now you have heard about the new rules which require directors of Australian companies to obtain a Director Identification Number, or DIN. You may not be thinking that it applies to you, but if you have an SMSF with a corporate trustee, then you are Director of the Corporate Trustee Company, and you and any of your co-directors will need to apply for a DIN. On the 22nd of June 2020, the Treasury Laws Amendment, Registries, Modernisation and Other Measures Act received royal assent. This bill introduced the the requirement for all directors of a company in Australia to have a Director Identification Number, or DIN. The purpose of introducing DINs is to prevent the use of false or fraudulent Director Identities, as well as to improve the efficiency of the system by making it easier to meet registration obligations and trace Director activity and relationships with other companies helping to better identify directors involved in unlawful activity, such as illegal phoenixing schemes. Directors will need to apply personally for their director ID. No one else can do the application for a DIN on your behalf. If you're the director of multiple companies, you're only required to have one director identification number, and that will be used across all of your companies. You'll keep your director ID forever, even if you change companies, resign from a directorship, change your name, or move overseas. And so the application for a director ID is now live, and there are some key dates to focus on. An existing director, so someone who was appointed prior to the 31st of October 2021, has a deadline of the 30th of November 2022 to apply for their DIN. For any new directorships undertaken from the 1st of November 2021 until the 4th of April 2022, there is a transition period where new directors will have 28 days to apply for a DIN after being appointed as a director. From the 5th of April 2022 onwards, when this transitional period will cease, all directors will be required to apply for a DIN prior to their appointment as a director. This director ID deadline depends on when you were first appointed as a director of any Australian company, 
And this may or may not be when your SMSF corporate trustee company was established. So in this podcast, I'll go through some of the important information and look at some of the issues specific to SMSFs. Now, the obvious one is from November the 1st, 2021, if you're establishing a new SMSF with a corporate trustee, you'll need to add the step where the new directors apply for their DIN before being appointed as directors of the SMSF trustee company. If you're advising on an existing SMSF, where the parents perhaps are acting as directors or trustees on behalf of a minor child, so someone under 18, you'll need to uh, ensure that when the child turns 18, they apply for their DIN and then, of course, are appointed as director of the corporate trustee company. Now, of course, making these changes will require that you notify both the ATO and ASIC of the change to the trustee and the director status of the company. And the last one to think about is if your company constitution has a successor director clause where someone can be nominated to automatically become a director of a company upon a trigger event such as the loss of mental capacity or death. In the event that you are suddenly required to be appointed as a successor director, you'll need to apply for a DIN if you don't already have one, before you can be appointed as a director of the company. So how do you apply? So from the 1st of November 2021, the DIN application process can be completed online through the Australian Business Registry Services, or the ABRS for short but you have to first log in with your MyGov ID. So to set up your MyGov ID, this is actually an app that you'll need to download from the Apple App Store or Google Play Store for Android devices. Now, the important thing to remember is MyGov ID is different to your MyGov account. Your MyGov account allows you to access online services provided by the ATO or Centrelink, Medicare and others, while MyGovID is an app that enables you to prove who you are and to log into a range of government online services, which will include MyGov. So if you do not already have a MyGovID, you'll need to set this up before you can apply for your director ID online. And you can find information for this um, and for downloading the app at the MyGovID website. And I'll have the URLs for these websites available on the script, which, of course, you can access from the BT Academy website. So to apply for a DIN, you will need to have at least a standard level of identity strength when you establish your MyGov ID. So to make this part easy, the first thing to do is gather together the documents that you'll need. For a standard identity strength, you need to enter your personal details and verify at least two of the following Australian identity documents, and your name must match on both. Your driver's license or learner's permit, a passport that hasn't been expired for longer than three years, your birth certificate, a visa if you're using a foreign passport, a citizenship certificate, an IMI card, or your Medicare card. Then you'll need examples of documents that help you verify your identity, such as bank account details, an ATO notice of assessment, 
super account details, a dividend statement, a Centrelink payment summary, or a PAYG payment summary. If you can't get access to this information, some of it can be downloaded from your MyGov account. So it might be worth going into your MyGov account first to source the documents that you'll need for your MyGov ID application. Now it's time to take a selfie. You'll need to complete a face verification check. And this is a one-off scan that checks you're a real person, you are who you said you are, and it's verifying this information in real time. It's like a selfie, which then compares the photograph that you just took to the one on your passport. And you may need to add, uh, sorry, grant access to the camera in your phone to complete this part. Now the final step is to complete your application. Once you have a MyGov ID and information to verify your identity, you are ready for your director ID. And this is where you go to the other website, the Australian Business Registry Services website, or abrs.gov.au, uh, and click on the link to start the director identification number application process. From here, the application process is quick, and it should take you less than five minutes. So in conclusion, all directors will need to apply for their DIN before the relevant deadline that applies to them. Advisors will need to remind their clients of their DIN obligations and may need to support clients with downloading the MyGov app and perhaps accessing the ABRS application. But remember that the client must make the application themselves personally. No one can do it on their behalf. Prior to applying for the DIN, directors should ensure they have an up-to-date MyGov account, which is needed to apply for a DIN. Failure to comply with the new DIN requirements may result in both civil and criminal penalties. And this includes failure to obtain a DIN and or providing false or misleading information. So I encourage you to talk to your clients if they're existing um, company directors to go ahead and apply for their DIN sooner rather than later. And of course, if you are in the business of setting up self-managed super funds for your clients or any other entity that requires a, a, a company, whether that's as a family trust, business purposes, um, or of course, another self-managed super fund, you need to bring this step into the process where you will be applying for your DIN prior to um, registering the company and appointing the directors. If you need any more, please talk to the BT Technical Services team, a group of experts who are available to take your inquiry. And on that, I'll hand back to Brian. Thank you. Well, thanks, Neil. Without a doubt, the introduction of the director identification number requirements is an important development that we need to be across as it impacts not only clients in the SMSF space, but as Neil pointed out, any structure that is set up and involves a company, which could even include your financial planning business. So to keep up to date with important regulatory changes like this, why not join me for our next fortnightly BT Academy technical webinar on the 15th of December 2021. And in this, our last webinar for 2021, 
I'll explore the latest regulatory changes that have occurred in the lead up to the end of 2021, as well as explore what's in store for 2022. From the professional standards transition away from FASIA to Treasury and ASIC, and other areas of regulatory reform on the horizon, and start looking towards the 2022 federal budget currently scheduled for the 29th of March 2022, and a federal election no doubt soon after. To register, head to www.bt.com.au forward slash professional and follow the links to the BT Academy technical webinar series. You can also view our previous webinars and all sessions are accredited for CPD purposes. And remember, if you have any technical advice strategy questions, you can access the expertise of the BT Technical Services team on 1800 655 901 or send the team an email at technical at btfinancialgroup.com. Until next time, bye for now. BT Tech knows, and now you know. Join us next time to keep ahead of the curve for strategy, regulatory and industry news. This podcast has been developed for financial advisor use only and provides general information only. It does not take into account any particular individual's objectives, financial situations or needs.